Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 12.33 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from San Jose, California. Guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. In Edmonton, it's the 99th Roos Chris that was opened. Uh, opened Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Chef Altoff, Chris, and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. As we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and uh, we're pleased to welcome back to the show after a one-week hiatus due to an upper body injury, uh, courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service, where services there especially visit abesdoor.ca. One of the most plugged-in men in the business, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. How you doing, Elliot? I'm good, Bob. I got a question to ask you. Was it done on purpose that the Roost Chris in Edmonton was the 99th one they opened? Was that did they like get to 98 and say 99 has to be Edmonton? I'm not sure what happened there. I just know that it is. It would be a brilliant plan. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, you, you know, uh, you, Brendan Connolly is Mark Connolly's brother. You know Mark Connolly from the CBC. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's a, he's a pretty subtle guy. Like, he told me a wonderful So he, they basically built Roos Chris where there was an old bank. And say okay. they did a lot of the physical, yeah, they did a lot of the physical work in, in sort of making it a restaurant. And um, they also coincided it with when they did their interviews for potential servers. And so it was literally like an undercover boss thing that was going on at that time. Uh, you know, and it, it, it it's a great lesson, right? I, I know you're like this, like when we're on the road, you're courteous to everybody because you never know who you're going to meet. Like, you know, and I worked in the well, also, business. Well, also, I am, a, I try to be a decent person. It's not only because I'm trying to be phony. Yeah, and most, and most <laughs> people do. It's, it's, it's even like the interaction with Twitter. Like, you got 5% of guys that want to radio you and tie you. No, you 100% said that 95%. I, it will be, hey, I get, I get what you're kind of saying here. And, and sometimes that mm. happens in trade discussion. I can tell oh, you yeah. after the Oilers lose, after the Oilers lose, um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's certain individuals who get really aggressive on Twitter and want to yeah. yell so I can hear it, and they're frustrated and they're angry because they love the team and they think that the team should be further along, and that's a f I understand that they're frustrated, but I also think sometimes it's just guys losing money on the Oilers. Like, it's, it gets a little personal sometimes when you work yes. up. And you, yeah, I mean, it's funny how you get radioed sometimes. It's, it's got to be tricky for you because 
You know, we have you and Frank Cervalli on the show, and you're two of the most plugged in guys in the business, and you have relationships with managers. And, you know, I might say, well, I hear the asking price as an example, and Eric Carlson could, could be as much as, you know, maybe they're looking for three number ones that they retain, I don't know, 20% or something like that. And some mm -hmm. will say, oh, he said, you know, 18%, and it was three number one. And who knows other than the managers that talk about this stuff, but let's get through mm -hmm. that. I mean, how do you sort of deal with ensuring that you don't get radioed along the way? Well, I think on some level that uh, you understand it's going to happen. I, I think number one is, is, is picking your battles, um, like deciding what is really serious and what isn't. Like, to be honest, there's there's times that it happens and I'm not even aware of it. Like somebody, and and therefore I won't do anything about it unless someone calls me. Like I've had people, as a matter of fact, just last week, I had someone call me um, and say, why did you say this? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I finally tracked it down and I, and I called them back and I said, that's not even close. Um, the number one thing I always say to people is, and like I said, Bob, like it's just a fact of life. It's it's going to happen here and there. You may not like it. You may not say it's. You, you may think it's wrong and it shouldn't happen. Like that's all true. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen on Twitter that shouldn't happen. But unfortunately, this is the trade-off we've made in the world and social media now. It's here to stay, so you better be prepared to deal with it. And um, you know, it's just what I say. Like the first thing I'll always say is. Did you listen to it? Like, did you hear what I actually said, or are you coming to me secondhand? And sometimes people will listen to it, and sometimes people will say, "No, I just got a clip from uh, uh, my, you know, a friend of mine, or or a PR person, or something like that." And the first thing I'll always say is, "Well, go listen to it, and tell me if you think the same." And nine times out of ten, that diffuses the the situation. But you know what, you know what, honestly, Bob, it's it's just it's. It's the way it is. It's life now, and we, we have to deal with it. And, you know, the, the, the one thing I say to a lot of young people is you have to really limit whose opinion matters to you. Um, because if you let everybody's opinion on Twitter, like, for example, like, you know, I'm pretty lucky I have a lot of followers. If 1% of my followers are all mad at me at the same time, it's a lot of people, and it can drive you crazy. And so what I, what I tell people is you have to limit the amount of those who really matter to you. You have to care about what your employers think because ultimately they employ you. You have to care about what you think and you have to care about the people who really care about you, whether it's your family, your friends, your partner, whoever, your kids. Like, cut it down. You should, you should like, I look at it, does my employer have a problem with anything? Uh, does my wife have a problem with anything? Uh, do my close friends at work or in life have a problem with anything? Uh, or does someone who really matters have a problem with something? And if the answer is yes, then you deal with it. If the answer is no, then you just got to have a thick skin and move on. And you just nailed it. 99% of the interactions via the text line on the Ashley Fine Floors text line or on Twitter. I can tell you they're they're generally fairly positive and really decent. So you get the occasion. well because they want to talk about the Oilers. They want to talk about the Oilers. Right. They care. They want to talk about the team. They care. They care. All right. Today is Connor McDavid's birthday. He turns twenty six. Yep. Okay. I threw this out there for the listeners today. For me, he's ex he's been even better than I thought he was going to be. Okay. 
and mm -hmm. saying that, people say, well, what happened? You won, you loser. And I'm like, they haven't won because the team hasn't been, because hockey is a team. It requires a team. Uh, and you know, it's incumbent upon the orders to continue to build a team. Give me your assessment. Has McDavid exceeded expectations as a player? I don't understand how anybody could argue otherwise. Like, to be honest, if you think Connor McDavid's a loser, then you're a loser. Like, there's there's really no other way to say it. Um, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's the best player in the NHL. We've been joking on our shows in Toronto this week. Uh, and then the pod, uh, Bob, that the, the heart race is over. I think in any other year, a player like, for example, Tage Thompson, <laughs> excuse me, would be making a... <laughs> a great case for why he should win the Hart Trophy or be the number one guy on the ballot. And, you know, he, he doesn't have a chance. You know, Connor McDavid has run away with this. It's, it's the second week of January, and this is over. And, um, you know, I, I think that says everything you need to know. Uh, you can never look at... You, you can never go to a game if you're an Oilers fan or watch a game on TV or listen on the radio or whatever you do and feel cheated by what he's put out there i mean he has bad nights everybody has bad nights but you can tell he really cares about winning he cares about making himself a better player every shift he's out there trying to win the game i mean i don't know how i mean he's half my age i'm 52 he's 26 and i'm a big loser in life compared to him like it's ridiculous he's he's a huge success by any stretch of the imagination yeah we are i think he is the most advanced player we've ever watched and by that i mean we've never seen a guy this fast this skilled this relentless to continue the drive to improve his game ever. Ever. i don't know i don't know if i agree with that i think that i think that this league i think elite level pro sports is full of people who uh, are constantly trying to get better. I, I like. I don't know if I would agree with that. Like, I think Crosby is similar to him in that way. I just think that when you have, I think, I think he's probably the most dynamic player in the history of the game in terms of what he can do at high speeds. And when you combine that by his desire to constantly get better. It's an almost, excuse me, unbeatable combination. And we should mention, you've been fighting it over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got, I'm coming off a sinus infection, so it's just, it's just killing me. Yeah, I had a deviated septum, had to get an operation from Dr. Diddick, yes, related to Gerald Diddick and Judy Diddick. Oh, yeah? Uh, back mm -hmm. in, yeah, back in 1991, uh, in 1991 of March, and uh, I ended up doing play-by-play Two nights later, my nose was still bleeding while I was doing the game. Oh, my God. And looking back at it now, I, I think I made a mistake. My friend, Darren Hamilton, uh, wanted to be a doctor. And Dr. Diddick looked at him, and he came to pick me up, Darren did, and said, all right, hold this silver bowl. I'm going to pull the packing out of Bob's nose. And uh, it was a the dam was broken after after all of the a mile of uh, adhesive tape came out of my nostrils. And Darren just about fainted. And I and not surprisingly decided not to be a doctor after that. <laughs> Good so thing I've already eaten lunch today. That's a Yeah, has anybody story. that's ever had uh, a nose operation, it, it, it was brutal. I had nightmares about it for the next three or four years about 
the packing coming out of the nose. It was just gross. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> my useless, just, superfluous story. Just Let's cut to the chase here, Elliot. You are one of the yeah. most plugged-in men in the business. We know that Ken yeah. Holland, uh, Pierre Lebrun, wrote, wrote a story about Ken Actually, Holland I, 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 I say yeah because... I, I'm not saying yup because I'm agreeing with it. I'm just saying yup to move on to the next thing, okay? Yes. All right. Uh, do you think, as an example, of San Jose Sharks would be open to moving Eric Carlson in? Or is it super yes. hard to do when a guy's make? I mean, he, the guy's seventh in the league in scoring, is seventh in the league in ice time. I think he's responsible for 45% of the offense they've generated five-on-five five this year with the Sharks. Yep. But he's $11.5 million. It's not an easy contract to get. No, it's it's not, and it's it's extremely challenging in season, especially this year where everyone's so tight. Um, you know, I do think the Oilers and the Sharks talked about it. Um, I, I I do think they had conversations about it. Um, you know, I think the biggest problem is, you know, what everyone's forgetting here is Carlson's a no-move clause. Like he controls yep. where he's going, and uh, you know, I, I think one of the questions would be, let's just say the Oilers and the Sharks could get through all of the other stuff they have to get through, would he say yes? You know, don't forget that. That's a big part of this. He has control over the situation. Um, uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's realistic, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I think I wanted to revisit something, Bob, that we talked about a long time ago, and that was Klingberg. And I know I went on your show in the summer, and I said that, uh, I do think Edmondson tried to get Klingberg last summer. And I did think that after uh, his no trade uh, or no move lifted in the new year, it was something that I think the Oilers might revisit. I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think that they moved on from that. And I'm, and I'm not expecting, because I did have an Oiler fan who sent me a DM the other day saying, can you talk about this? Because I remember you talked about it. So I wanted to bring it up today. So I don't think Carlson... Like I said, I think they talked about Carlson with San Jose. I think it's a really difficult trade to make, and Carlson has to approve it. And also Klingberg, who I think would potentially be willing to come to Edmonton, or at least was in the summer. I don't think that's something that's on the Oilers front burner anymore. So, again, we talk about some of the guys we talk about. Uh, Edmondson, uh, Gavrikov, and I think they're, you know, McCann I don't think is likely, even though I do think they like them. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's some other names out there. I mean, the one that's interesting to me now, and I, again, I'm not convinced you guys are going to be able to do it or would want to do it, um, but it's an interesting one to me because I think he's an intriguing player, and that is Provorov, but I, I'm not sure if there's an in-season fit for you guys here. And he's a, he's a pricey point, too. I think, what is he, six and a half, six, seven, five off the top of my head? Yes, yeah, so and he's actually more in cash, $17 million in cash, but... You know, uh, yeah. you, we can, you and I could go to some games and eat a few hot dogs and we could pay that one off. Yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, it, it is. You know, we, we still have people of Chikrin, the belief, uh, I'm led to believe that, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Bill Armstrong wants two future number ones because he wants to make the picks <clears throat> coincide that with when they move into the new building. Like, you know, he's probably looking for two number ones and a number two. The issue with Klingberg is he's a right shot. He's minus 78 over the, at least he was before the game the other night. I think he was on the ice for a couple the other night. Minus 78 over the last four seasons, including minus 53, three years in Dallas. Um, he's a right shot. Carlson, yeah, I think you guys are looking for a lefty. I think you're looking for a looking lefty. For, uh, a lefty. Although Carlson's uh, unique. I think, if, I think if you could do that, and again, I think that's, 
an enormous, enormous if. Like that's an if that goes up on a billboard. And I think it's more unlikely, much more unlikely than likely. I think if you could do that for theoretical conversation, you do it. Uh, Jason, I've always, I've always wondered if he, I've always wondered if he ends up in Florida. That's the one that I, I still look at, and it would not happen in the regular season. But I've always wondered if Florida is going to be that team. Interesting, because they've been an interesting team. Just circling back to the little story I told, Jace has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, Bob, too much quote-unquote partying back in the late 80s, early 90s for the deviated septum. And my immediate response was, I never made enough to party that way. Uh, and then he's <laughs> responded, and then he's responded, it depends on who you're uh, partying with. Cece has texted us to say, no Klingberg. Uh, we don't need uh, Klingberg. And again, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's yeah, going to happen. I, yeah. Gavrikov's interesting. You know, he's going to try. You know what happens in these situations. The players try to, the teams try to get, you know, if you're Columbus, you try to get a similar package to what they got for Savard or what Montreal mm -hmm. got for Chirac. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. And then the and then the players try to hit the home run in the deal. I mean, it's interesting with Clark. Yeah. What did he turn down, by the way, in Dallas? It was, it was a big number. I, I you yeah. know uh, I think Merrick reported it. I believe it was it was a big number. It was around. It was probably around fifty million. Wow. All right. Uh, what about support? Uh, well, actually, I want to ask you about Horvat. Yeah. Uh, because I'm watching Colorado, and you got to figure they're in line for second-line center. Whether or not they get it on Taze or Horvat, I guess potentially O'Reilly. I mean, St. Louis, just when you think they're out of it, they won a couple. Now they've lost the last two. So let's talk about the centers. What are you hearing about uh, Horvat, O'Reilly, and Jonathan Taze? Well, uh, you know, first of all, O'Reilly, he's out for a bit. So we'll, we'll see that one when he comes back. Um, Horvat, I mean, he's going to get traded, I think, much more... I mean, it's 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 a extremely high percentage. I mean, there's only a slim sliver of a chance that uh, he doesn't get dealt. But I, I think he's getting dealt. I just think the tough thing is I, I don't know how many people have the ability to do it now. I mean, so Rutherford and the, and the Canucks, I think they're prepared to wait. Although you you've known him long enough, uh, uh, Bob. If if he gets something, he'll jump on it. So. I, the other thing too with with um, with uh, Horvat is, I know some teams have wondered will they give you given permission talk to to talk to him uh, in uh, advance. It doesn't sound like the Canucks are inclined to do that, um, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, I do think that he's going to get dealt. You know, Taves. Um, I you know I, I think we're going to get some clarity over the next couple of weeks about where this is going. There's a little bit of a cloud around Patrick Keane now because the injury, although he did a podcast interview this week with NBC Sportsnet in Chicago where he seemed to be somewhat unconcerned. Um, I, uh, I think with Taves, like I think the most interesting question is going to be what the market is for him in terms of what uh, teams will offer back um, for him. Uh, I think the price for Horvat will be higher I think the price for O'Reilly, even though he's hurt, will probably be higher. Um, I just think the question of Taves is, where is he willing to go, and what is the return going to be? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. By the way, uh, there have you heard anything on the rumblings about Rick Tockett in Vancouver as potential head coach? Well, I, I, I've talked about it the last couple of days. I think there has been contact, and I think it's in the Canucks court. Um, I don't expect it to be imminent, but I think the Canucks know if they want to hire uh, Rick Tockett as head coach exactly what it's going to take for them to do it, and I think they've had pretty uh, serious conversations about it. It's just a matter of... You know, do they do it and when? I don't think it's imminent or anything like that, but I, I do think they've considered it and I think they've talked to him. Elliot, great stuff. Thanks for joining us in Oilers now and uh, good luck uh, getting over uh, that sinus infection. Oh, thank you. By the way, I should mention Bob tonight. Tonight's Winnipeg Pittsburgh game is a hockey night in Canada game. So um, I'm going in to work that and not infect anybody else. But I just did want to mention for the great viewers of Edmonton, if you're looking for something to watch before the Oilers play the Sharks, we got something for you. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Elliot. All right. Take care, Bob. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman. It's 12.53 in Edmonton. I'll work in some of your texts and get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing when we return on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist head to Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, you heard Elliot Friedman talk about the fact that they will have the Pittsburgh uh, Winnipeg game on Hockey Night in Canada. That is a, what time is that? Five o'clock puck drop, Edmonton time. Uh, and then two late games tonight. New Jersey is in Anaheim. And of course, the Oilers take on the San Jose Sharks. The Red Deer Rebels host the Edmonton Oil Kings, who have won a couple in a row. The Oil Kings in a rebuilding season. And the Bakersfield Condors are in uh, Koshala Valley uh, to take on uh the farm team of the Seattle Kraken. That is the top team in the Pacific Division. U of A Golden Bears are out in Trinity, uh, Trinity Western in Langley, B.C. to play the Spartans. The Bears dropping to number seven in the national rankings. I think I set the combined Golden Bears goal total at 14 and a half for the two games. I've been wrong before. And we'll see uh, if uh, I'm wrong again. All right. You can text us in the Ashley Five Floors text line. Bob, they say Elliot's one of the most plugged in men in the business. He's not one of the most plugged in men in the business. He is the most plugged in man in the business. There you go. Uh, that text comes to us out of Edmonton. 
Uh, Bob, could you give us two or three players that are realistic with cap management, draft picks, et cetera, from Chris, uh, from Lacombe? Uh, well, we'll talk about a couple of those players. Lafferty, $1.125 million. That's a player that might make sense. Nick Bukestead, 900000 bucks might make sense. He's a fourth-line center, right wing. Um, Jacob Menya, the left-shot defenseman for um, the San Jose Sharks, is under a million dollars. Those are cheap. It's got to be money in, money out, right? So those are those are moves. Like, as an example, if you want to get in on Chikrin, again, I, I keep coming back to what I'm hearing is that it's two number ones and a number two, and the owners are going to have to make the money work. So you're looking at and there's no way Arizona's retaining on Chikrin for two more years. So somehow Edmonton's going to have to move out $4.6 million in that. But now you're talking want to pull Yarvey or Fogel for sure. We'll see. 12.59 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brian Lott, longtime NHL agent, former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning, many years in the media as well. Uh, he will join us when we return on orders now.